Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and we've got a great one for you today. First up, episode 507 titled Bachelor Party that aired on May 2nd, 2017. Adam and Dr. Drew discussed bachelor parties and taking time off for them the pussification of America, and the obsession of youth and growing old. Get off my lawn and take a listen. All right, let, let, me, let, me, let me bridge over to the chorality, the corraling, corraling reality you'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And before the mics heated up, you and I were talking about, we were talking about Gary taking an extendo bachelor party and how we would not know how to ask our bosses for things like that during the week, and Right. You did, well, tell, tell to, me to be it. a little clear about it, not 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 know how to ask our bosses. I, I I've had one modality my entire life, which is when is this thing? I do it all day, every day. There's a car race coming up. When is it? What day is it? And then a pause, and then I go, oh, I can't. I got to work that day. And then moving on, or yeah. as opposed to, oh, I got to talk to, or a version. See, there's there's versions. I, I did this my whole life, and I still do it my whole life, which yeah. is, what day is it? It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Friday's out. I got to work Friday. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I think I can get there. Mm-hmm. I might be, uh, what's going on Friday night? Because if I can catch a flight Friday night after work, then I can get there. Yeah. Now, the uh, about the only shaving on that would be, is I might say... Maybe I can get out an hour early on Friday and get over to the airport or whatever it is. But even that would be not a discussion I would have. So I would not dream of bringing this up with the boss. I would not discuss it because I wouldn't dream of it wouldn't come up to come up. Well, and then now that we're sort of on our own, we're, you know, I, I couldn't get away from my practice, you know, because no one else could, you know, I didn't have anybody to replace what I was doing. I had, I was sort of where the buck stopped just the way you are in this business. And so you can't, there's no one to talk to about that. You just can't go. It's yeah, it. I get it's a new world order and people work weekends and whatever and the dates and the times and we're not bound to the nine to five whatever anymore. I'm simply saying this, uh, bachelor parties don't need to be four days. They used to be one day. And when Max Apata was saying to me how they get to be four days, I said to him, that's when this started. They got yeah. four days because it could be four days. Right. No one would ever, you'd be insane to say to your boss, I need Thursday off, Friday off for uh, the bachelor party, whatever, whatever day off. It would never come up. Let's hear about these new guys. It's not, hold on. Come on now. It's not doable, right? No. It wouldn't be a conversation. I wouldn't occur to me. That's the thing. Okay. But can I say this? Yeah. It wouldn't occur to you X amount of years ago, getting back to our transgendered bathroom, to have a conversation about the rights of transgendered people or gay people getting married or, or whatever is going on in our society. So you're saying it's a different time. I don't I don't say there's nothing wrong with Gary. Gary happens to be 20 years younger than me. That's what's wrong with Gary. Right, OK, it's not 
he stands out amongst. You're not, you're not putting it as a value judgment on him. I got it. No, he. It's okay. like putting a value well, judgment said, and talking to my kids about right. gay couples right, and whatever. It's just it's All a right. sign well, of the times. Now hold on. It will hold you back. Right. That's but what you it, said. I'm not making a value okay, judgment. But that's what you said. He goes, that's why they will fail. You said something like that. When... No, they won't. I, I said I said to my son the other day. You said this to me, though, today. You said something like, that's why they won't progress or something. Well, all if you have a motor, you will progress. Mm-hmm. If if the whole deal is uh, chillax and enjoy the concert, then then you won't. And your son's, you said to your son? I said, look, super simple. It's super simple. I, I don't care about college. I don't care about anything else. You are going to go out in the world with a bunch of super soft pussies. All you have to be is a little bit hard and have a little bit of a motor, and you'll conquer. You'll <laughs> conquer everything. So, in other words, our entire country has become like a giant radio station. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with anybody because it's a new world order. Do you see so, what I'm saying? I do. And and what I said was what I was thinking was, huh. Now, you've been complaining about all this uh, antisocial, oppositional defiance stuff in your people that you're attracted to or have in your life. And it occurs to me that a lot of what we're talking about here is the relationship with authority and the relationship with becoming an authority. Mm -hmm. Both are things that people with oppositional defiance have real trouble with. Mm -hmm. They they don't really want to become that authority person because they hate it. Mm-hmm. They, they hate it. And so when the, so automatically they're going to be thinking, what can I do to get around this authority because authority sucks? That's, uh, you know, antisocial oppositional defiance as opposed to, hey, that's just to do with a job. How can I – let me just talk to him and mm-hmm. figure out how we can get both of our needs met. No, it's an authority, bad. And then I have a bigger sort of thing. I don't know if I mentioned to you last week, but I think it's the res- somewhat of a result of all of our conversations – which I'm beginning to think. Did I talk to you about this, about sort of an archetype that we've been following in this country? I think no. I mentioned it, but I don't Well, know. maybe off the air. No, I don't know if it's on the air. It's just not a very – it's not yet a really developed notion. I need to study it and think about it more. But I kind of feel like we were in this country uh, a hero archetype into the Second World War, certainly. We, we sort of thought of ourselves in the country as sort of heroic th- archetype. That's we, sort of the- we bail out. Other people and countries when things are going – when evil but, is raining down upon you, them? If you were to look upon the prevailing psychological archetype that this country had at the time, we take in the international, we take in the poor, we take in the refugees, we take we go save people. It's sort of a heroic archetype, would you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere about 1965, we decided, oh, well, that sucks. We're the anti-hero. We're the n- – not that guy. We're the, We're, we're going to make – I remember the, the student body president was some screw. Everything was a screwball. Everything was an, some sort of antisocial sociopath was elevated. Rock stars, those are our heroes. Right. Criminals, those are our heroes. Right. Godfather. And right. so, it, and we, I think we are still living in that weird archetype of rejecting everything of a authoritative sort of or authoritarian, hmm. certainly. And and we're in the kind of the tail end of that. Oh, I have a sort of burning out on it. Uh, let me be clear here, because I think I can fix all this in your brain. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to make all the dots connect. You listening, Max Pata? Before Always. you do, before you do, do you do you do you hear me? Does it make sense yes. what I'm saying? Is it? Am I on to something? You're on. I, look, I've said many times. You know, when you say like, you know, it's my thing about uh, these horrible uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, they entertain seven-year-olds and and or I always say retarded adults because when they say 
oh, he's 44, but he has the mentality of a seven-year-old. Then you go, okay, that's severe retardation. All right, I get it. Um, kids used to be kids, and kids were sort of meant to be seen and not heard. They didn't really get a vote. I mean, they literally didn't get a vote until you became an adult in this country. And we didn't listen to you. We were adults. You were the kids. You were the ones who didn't know anything. And we we're going to smoke in the car with you in the back seat. And we we're going to listen in to uh, Les Brown and his band of renown, not your new pop music, the Archies or whatever it is. We don't listen to that. I'm the adult. I own this car. Yeah. This is my car. It's yeah. my radio station and my radio. And when you're older, you get your own car. Listen to what you want. Right now, you listen to what I want. All right. So those were kids. And the, what, what decade are we talking about there? 50s, 60s, 70s? Um, it, it, uh, historically, it's always been you're the kid, I'm the adult. And it's some. But, but it's meant different things. I, I, I would argue that that was particularly that way in the 50s, 60s, and yeah. early 70s. No, and the, the 1850s are probably more than that than the 1950s. Because I, I think then it was like, hey, man, I, I'm worried about you need to survive. We're all trying to survive here, that kind of thing. Well, you know? I mean, it was like, you, I don't know. They're on a farm, and they told the kid to get up at 6 and go milk something. Because if you it, don't, we're, we're not yeah, going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you're the kid. I'm the adult. I yeah. tell you what to do or what not to do, and you don't and, ever. And, and to be fair, again, I'm really trying to refine this. In the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the adult declaring all that was sort of a prick, sort of an asshole. Yeah. And that may have been. It, 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 wasn't, may, it wasn't a prick or an asshole. It was just that was our relationship. No, I'm the no, adult and you're no, the child. It was sort of like Mad Men. We were too inflated from the victories of the Second World War or something. We felt too good about ourselves. Well, maybe there was an element of that. But in, and either way, there was an adult. I get it. There was a child. But I, again, I, I'm trying to really drill it down because so, I know where well, you're going. Well, if you let here. me fucking finish, ahead, then maybe we could get to this. All right, go they had adults that had children. Really? Children. And <laughs> they acted like children. We act like adults. And at some point, we decided to be obsessed with youth. And that could have been, you know, a, hey, what's the prime demo? 18 to 34. 18 to 30. Young, young, young. Hey, you talk to people all the time, and you'll go, oh, the guy's got 5 million uh, viewers, but he's only got 800,000 yeah. in the demo. Yeah. And you go, what about the demo? They go, that, 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 all they care about is the demo. It's all they care about is like 41-year-old dudes don't have money to buy Audis. Like, uh, they just care about the demo. They just care about the demo. But remember, the demo then was starting to buy records and all these crazy new th technologies and things. But we started focusing on the demo, and then I started noticing it. Some years ago, when it's like sitting in a bar, sports bar in Detroit, why are we listen to Rihanna? Yeah. When did all this come in? Like, yeah, when did yeah. we need? Then being old became a it became a put down. And we call somebody old. It's like calling them fat or dumb or something, or, or maybe the worse. old worse or worse. Then it was remember you were part of the establishment, man. Yeah, no, I'm saying now. Then the point is, is we. Turned it to youth, and we start turning everything to youth. Yep. Every commercial to youth, all the music to youth. Everything was about accommodating the youth and wanting to know what the fresh, hot, 17, 18, 19-year-old pop star wanted. And then we started curtailing society toward the youth. And so when you talk to... What? Just read your thing. What you then? No, no, no. I'm listening. I, I keep like looking down and flapping around. No, no. It's actually because I'm, I'm deep in thought. I'm okay. actually thinking about stuff. Okay. So finish up, please. All right. Well, I know you get a. I, I have, stuff. I have, a, I have a uh, thing okay. when I'm thinking. All right. all right, settle. So it was all about youth. Well, youth 
they're stupid. They, I mean, this thing is like, oh, I have so much to learn from my kids. Are these blowhard? You should see these blowhard actresses and actors that get up there and it's like, I learned what courage was by looking into the eyes of my 18 month old daughter. And it's like, you didn't learn shit about courage. You, I don't learn anything from my kids. Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next is episode 649 titled, I'm Gross Because You're Stupid, which aired on August 21st of 2017. Adam and Dr. Drew have a deep discussion on soaps, fragrances, and hygiene. I really can't get down with Adam's point of view, but listen for yourself. The difference between the two of us is um, I got a swimming pool the other night. Like Lynette's like, you're going to hit the shower? And I'm like, I already did. Just like you went in the pool. It's like that's the same as shit. That's that's my shower. That's a, you don't get. You can't convince me that, that you get any cleaner than 13, in the pool. I thought that way, and my hair turned green. Oh really? After well, it's different though. That. The pools are much better cared for. We I got suppose. a little salt water in there. Okay, you know, right. it's no big deal. I don't feel like I get any cleaner than being in and out of the pool, mm-hmm. soaking in the pool. How can my ass get any cleaner than being in the pool? And everyone's. It's the funniest thing with all these kids today. I noticed it with my uh, Sonny or Natalia's friend. It's like, could you imagine being 11 years old, getting out of the pool after playing in the pool for an hour and going, oh, I got a shower. Like, they go hit the shower. Hmm. And yet after football practice, they don't. No, they don't. Which is crazy. There is a weird thing. Isn't that weird? Well, it's not weird. What, what happened was is Procter & Gamble did a great job on everyone's ass <laughs> except for mine but they did a great job Yours which is, is hairy yeah <laughs> no they're psyche dude uh. which is they did this great thing which is they they first decided that everything that sort of lives on your body oh yeah is gross yeah. like you're gross you're but like when i they don't say when i tell people i don't really shower i just say rinse off or i you don't use soap no they don't go i disagree they go gross that is so gross like you must smell weird like what's growing on you and it's like you don't realize mental midget you have been brainwashed by fucking procter and gamble i'm not stupid you are i understand that all shampoo is exactly the same and you probably shouldn't be using it and i and i know that all soap is the same you are the stupid one who's duped by the scent in the bottle and made up words. This says Pro V Vitamin Eight with Nutris. <laughs> hey, retard! They're making up words huh. and selling them. Yeah. The Suave bottles two seventy nine. You're paying fourteen twenty one yeah. because they made up a word called Pro Nutris. Yeah, and a V, and it made it a cool color. And you're saying I'm gross because I'm not stupid. Yeah. They, there must be some predilection in the human to be disgusted by body stuff. Mm-hmm. Including whatever secretions or or oils are on our bodies, we know so much naturally have a little disgust for that, and they're just playing on that because because well, people react emotionally like oh it's disgusting oh oh bleh. and I go and they go well what do you do in the shower I, go, I just rinse off what about soap no I don't use soap oh 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 if I don't eat a bar of soap every day I fucking smell like ass man I can't and then they start getting other people involved Sherry come here he doesn't use soap yeah I don't use soap oh it's gross and then what about shampoo don't use shampoo listen retards 
You guys use shampoo. You strip away whatever's supposed to be in your hair, and then you use conditioner. Yeah. Two, chalk up two points for Procter & Gamble in the TARD competition. They don't get any of my money. I don't use shampoo. I don't use a fucking bottle of shampoo in 20 years. I won't use one. I won't go through a bottle of shampoo. I don't use any of that shit. And, oh, it's gross, whatever. No, it's not. Your body, your body will regulate. Your body will figure it out. If you want to get in this thing where you're scrubbing constantly, your body's going to start producing more oil or more sebum or whatever it needs to produce that you're scrubbing away. Anybody's skin, like their face, they're working and scrubbing and scrubbing. Look, when I was... When I was in high school, I was like, get the alcohol, get the pads, get the alcohol in the pads, scrub that oil away. You got that excess oil. It's around the bridge of your nose. You got that oil in the nose. That's your T-zone, man. That's an oily T-zone. Combination skin with an oily T-zone, man. Get that oil going and get that pad and scrub. Scrub it. Scrub away. What the fuck did that do, Drew? Did nothing. Scrubbing just produces more. It's not like, oh, the oil went away. We scrubbed it away. Everybody's secreting it. It's not, it's not an oil slick. Get dropped by the Valdez. It's producing it. It's coming from below. What is all this fucking notion? And who is this? And what the fuck? <laughs> you, I, it's not. I, 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 am, I don't think shampoo is good for you. I don't think you need shampoo. I don't think you need to do anything but rinse your sh- shit off. That's it. Now, I don't even use hot water. I used to use hot water. That was just cold water. Whatever's on you is well, on you. Have you seen that guy, soft. the Wim Hat or something? The, Wim Hoff. Has he seen him? We've, mm-hmm. we've okay. made him aware. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I just go cold shower, 45 seconds, done. And just about every day, done. Shampoo. And cold showering, I've, I'm an advocate. I am every day. Now, let me say every this. Every day. And, I, and, and it's somehow it's doing something to my body in a good way. I don't, uh, I don't like to brag. Hmm. You know, I don't like to brag. I know that. But I have to. Oh, yeah, it's your duty. I don't. I do not believe that anybody can tell the difference between my hair and my skin, either on my body, on my face, on my head, whatever, because I don't use shampoo and don't use soap and don't use, don't cleanse and don't deep clean and don't do anything ever. I don't think there's any difference. I don't think there's any difference in my appearance whatsoever. There's no but, way but you, could, fair, you, you could tell. I mean, you ha- now, you some have, things are genetic. Yeah, you have no, right. You have no funk and no oil. That's you. That's me. That's you. And right. some people may need to tend a little bit. Come on now. Uh, I, get, I get the funk but yeah. the, and the oil, but the scrubbing of the oil just creates more oil. That's that's what I'm saying. Mop it up, but I don't know. Scrub it out. I don't, I don't think don't so. Don't go crazy. I'll Look, everything is genetic. Yeah. I, is shampoo do anybody any good? Some people. The majority of people, I don't think the majority of people need shampoo. I think they need to rinse themselves off every day. I don't think they need to scrub with detergent. There's no way God, nature, whoever decided it would be good for us to scrub with detergent your hair every day. And and you've noticed that the the higher-end shampoos are barely soaps. Yeah. The lighter, the lighter, the more pH balanced, more. They're not soaps anymore. Well, they're they're like, they're like, I don't know. This one's made with McAdoo. Right. It's a new kind of a melon. (laughs) Do you know the McAdoo? I did not. It's It's, it's from New Zealand. I figured. It sounded like a New Zealand product. Yeah. The McAdoo. It's it's, it's got Dos Bravos 5. Wow. Dos. (laughs) Dos Bravos 5. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's Dos Bravos. It's McAdoo melon. (laughs) It's the essence of McAdoo melon. 
essence of McAdoo. Well, they go to Australia. Well, you read the label, it's less than 1%. New Zealand. New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. Very upset Excuse me. New Zealand. Extension. Yes. It's a Kiwi adjacent. It's not a Kiwi. I know. It's, it's a adjacent. McAdoo. It's a McAdoo. With Dos Bravos 5. It's a, it's a mullions and essence that your hair craves. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Your follicles, your, okay, your hair are like tentacles on a... An uh, octopus. Um, yes. You feed what they feed. It comes back to the center. Oh, see, I see. They, they pull the it root. back. Yeah, they, they pull, pull it back. What yeah, the Strava's five does is it soaks up the emollients, the balsam, and the McAdoo, and it sends it back to the roots and, and then it, the healthier it, roots. And it also heals the split ends. You ever see a dead tree? I've seen one. You know what kills it? Bad roots. Oh, of course. You, <laughs> you nurture the roots uh-huh. and the tree grows. Ah, oh, so okay. we do that with hair. We do that with hair. With McAdoo. Right. Those Bravos 5. It's not free. No. But you're worth it. <laughs> yes? I'm worth it. Or you could use a, a <laughs> dollop of fucking dish soap, and it'd be exactly the same for the rest of your life, except for that doesn't smell like anything, and you're dealing with stupid people, and they got to deal with scent. Dumb people, much more scent-oriented. Think about it. You're more of an animal. You, you, oh, this, this nutritia, this stuff works the best. Yeah. I seen, uh, I seen the chick from uh, Sex and the City uses this stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She, has good good, she knows what I she's doing. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew show classics. All right. Last up for today, we go to episode 781 titled, That's Not My Kind of Music which aired on March 9th, 2018, Adam elaborates on how he processes people's way of thinking as well as his own. It baffles him. He doesn't understand how some people uh, have the rationale that they do. Listen to how he explains this. It's an interesting thing, Drew. Here's an interesting subject. Oh. What we should be empathetic and sort of sympathetic and understanding about versus, oh, come on we all have with our spouses and and people we work with and stuff like that, which is I, uh, I walked over to the other shop after doing my show. I walked in, there's Phil sleeping on the sofa. And I said, where's Lynette? And they said, uh, she's gone. I said, Whoa, we had a deal. She was taking care of Phil today and I'm working today. And she said, yeah, she forgot. Forgot Phil <laughs> left him. Yes, and there's a part of me that went like, "Oh, come on!" And then there's a part of me that went jealous. I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, there's always a jealous part, but I see. I I'm, I feel that way when I see corpses. <laughs> no, there's a part of me that has almost forgot Phil on many occasions. Sure. Where I've just he's here, he melts into the background. I'm yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah. rushing. I get my car. I may do it later on today. Yeah, and things that I realize are within my possibilities of, of, of things I could do. Like I could do this or I almost did that. Or one time I did get in the car and like shut the door and someone ran out with Phil. I immediately just brush off as, okay, well, I could have done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do a school shooting. I don't go, well, I could have had a bad day. I go, no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. School shootings. I have thoughts on that. So you gave Lynette a pass, what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> emotional pass. I'm not bringing uh, anything up. Okay. But I mean, I, I'm not going to go home and go, hey, you should have, because I could have done that. Okay. Anything the I could have done for me personally, the yeah. same way, if I see someone doing something 
and I could do it, it becomes nothing. If I see someone doing something and I can't do it, when I hear people speak multiple languages or play the viola or something yeah. like that, I'm very impressed. And in terms of doing not doing things you could also not do, like, you know, forgetting to shut a door or something. It's assuming it's something you would never something trivial. Do. I right, know, right. Trivial. Do you have any capacity to understand why somebody might have a different sort of set of biological guidelines in their brain that set the standards for their own behavior? I understand that there are pretty big differences between me and many people. My only problem with people who don't take care of business, so to speak, is if they were insanely consistent about it and it just didn't happen because it's not really something they're capable of, then then no. So I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I said uh, a million years ago when we were in this warehouse, Donnie had an old Bronco, old Ford Bronco, big with a big lift kit on it, like big knobby tires on it and everything. And the thing just was sort of sitting in the back. It didn't have an engine or a transmission. It was kind of a, a rust bucket. And we found ourselves, because of the way the warehouse sort of laid out, it would sit here in the driveway. We'd have to like, uh, someone's moving their car out. We'd have to push it, you know, push it back. And you're doing this like five-point turn to get it out of the way. And then someone's pulling their car back and then pushing it in. And we pushed it around for a long time. And at some point I said, I would like that Bronco out of the warehouse. Now, it's got your warehouse. I probably just said the warehouse, but yes, my name is on the deed. Okay. So I said, um, I would like it out. And I'm not telling you, you have to drag it to your own house. Um, put it out in the parking lot, put a cup, put some plastic on it or something, but it's just taking up space. We're pushing around. You're not working on it. You're never working on it. So I'll tell you what, I'll let you park it in my parking lot. And again, take the take the bumper, take everything, and just throw it in the bed and put some plastic over it, mothball it, put it on the parking lot. Okay. And then I do what I do with most people is I go, I'm not going to tell you the date it needs to be removed. I'm going to say, how much time do you need? And then you be generous and pad that time and give us a time, give me a time when you can comfortably Take care of this. I've heard a few of these stories over the years. Never they, they turns never, out good. Never. Well, you know how it never, you know it never turns uh, out good? You're hearing the story. Yeah. If it worked out perfectly, you wouldn't yeah. hear the story. Yeah. And then he moved well, in three actually, days. I think I would. Because <laughs> oh, it would be so exceptional. Uh, that'd be, that'd be, that would be exceptional. Yeah. And so he said, two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. And I said, okay, two weeks. And then I do what I always do. I'm not going to bother you or harangue you about it. It's two weeks. Today's the third. That'll be the 17th. Can, and that'll be that. Can, can I? We'll move on. Jump in a little. This is just just by mm -hmm. way of conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's your mistake in the sense that you're giving too much trust in the other people's ability to remember the time frame, keep it as a priority, start planning and moving towards that date. Unless you were reminding them, since it's a little more of a priority to you, because what's in it for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, okay. there there are more effective ways to get stuff done. I'm not going to argue with you. I just like to ask people, yeah. what do you need? Tell me what you want. But how many and times are you going to do that before you stop doing it? <laughs> I don't do it that often. <laughs> he said two weeks. And I said, good. Uh, I won't bug you and we'll right, just do right, it. Right, fair enough. And uh, two weeks came and went. Mm -hmm. Shocking. 
And it was exactly where it was. Exactly. And I said, what's going on? And they said, eh, didn't move it. But here's the interesting part. And this is the part. You talk about people's ability, what they can do, what they can't do. Some people are wired differently, so on and so forth. I said, uh, you know, I gave you two weeks. You didn't do it. It's in the same place it was. What gives? And he said, I, I was busy. There's was a little more than I reckon for. There's more parts than I thought. So what are you going to do? And I just said, what if I said you move in t- two weeks and you'll get $10,000? Would you have made it happen? He said, absolutely. And I thought, okay. Well, at least we have an answer that you can do it. It's just you don't do it under normal circumstances. You do it when there's $10,000 at stake. Did that conversation go on in your head? or No, I said it. And that's how most people are wired. So when you go, hey, but people aren't wired for, oh, they are when they would like to, when there is something there, when there's a carrot. And then how did it go after that? Uh, (laughs) How long was it there for? That's what I'm asking. Oh, it got... It got moved at some point and then junked after that. But the but point is this. I have understanding, sympathy, and and whatever for the person who literally can't do it. Yeah. But we're I, you don't know many people who literally can't do it. Most people couldn't do it or would not do it for free. If you gave them $100, they might very well do it. Yeah. And if you gave them $1,000, it would get done. Right. So, and if you gave them 10000 it'd get done tomorrow. Right. So now we all know we can do it. Now we're making a choice. A choice. On whether to do it or not based on it, it, what the compensation the, is. The, the only the, – I, I understand what you're saying, and there are people that would 100% agree with you. I unfortunately work in a world of broken motivations, mm-hmm. and motivation is really what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. He's not motivated, so it ain't going to happen until you or will motivate. for will for something for money. Yes, right. So, yeah, so that's the point. That's why I was advocating that you motivate them by like, hey, I'm counting on you, dude. I'll tell you, yeah, we're getting that thing done, right? You got it. You got to get. It's a like coach <laughs> counting on you. <laughs> I'm just saying that's not going to work with those people. So uh, my my the, thing is, is you did, if, 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 if you're capable of doing something and you forget or don't do it, then that's an issue. But if you're not capable, then I'm not interested. Yeah. All right. See, you you have a motivational system that includes your scale of justice that no one else has. I have a you know motiv- what I'm saying? You, you agree yes. with that? Yeah. No, right. I have a motivational system that works this way. Did you agree to do this task in this time period or do this task? You mean you yourself? Did yes. I agree? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then, but then, then, we, then ha- we need no more discussions about but then carrots. Your, your scale of justice kicks in and you say, I committed to something. That's the right thing to do. I'm going to do it. Most people have no scale of justice. Uh, it'd be nice if they started, and as a society, we started to focus on that instead of making excuses for them like a puss like okay. you. But no, no. Thank I, you. I, hang on. I actually agree. And I just don't know how we operationalize that so well, much. We start kicking people in the fucking no, ass. I think, you have That's to, how I think you do it goes it. to kids. But let me hear something to motivate. Well, yeah, you start kicking kids in the Here's ass. Here's something to motivate. Yes. All right. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I've been your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast here on the Podcast One Network. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. While you're at it, Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!